Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today, the shoe is on the other foot. The mic is on the other side. The very dear sister of mine, she's actually interviewing me today. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Welcome, Amri, to your show. Wow. Um, up until that point in my life, I had always thought that courage and fearlessness were the exact same thing. Like if I've got courage, I'm fearless. But as I'm reading the definition to courage, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, courage is not fearlessness. Courage is having fear and taking action, doing it anyway. Courage is actually the only thing you cannot fake. Because when you're faking courage, you're doing it. That's you being courageous. You're trying. And so you're actually doing it. And you can distill it by the simple answer to these two questions. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid, subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome back to the Inspired Evolution. And wow, in true Inspired Evolution fashion, keeping it inspired, keeping it evolving, never keeping it stagnant, I guess, always looking for something different. Uh, today, the the shoe is on the other foot. The hand is on the 
other glove, the mic is on the other side of the conversation. So we have with us, which if you guys haven't checked in, uh, we've done an episode with Steffi Seafield, who's a very dear sister of mine, and she's actually interviewing me today. I run the risk of doing an entire intro here, so I'm just going to let go and let you take the reins, Sister Bear. Welcome to the show and uh, welcome to welcoming me back to my show. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show and welcome, Amri, to your show today. <laughs> Thank and, you so much for having me. Yeah, you are so welcome. You are so welcome. And <laughs> for everyone... You know Amrit as your podcast host and as a fantastic mm. human and interviewer. And how I want to introduce Amrit mm. today is he is a male figure the world needs more of. Wow. And why I say that is my experience of you, Amrit, you walk through the world and make decisions, I feel very intentionally, you speak mm. your truth and you speak your truth in a very respectful way. You're mm. present with the people and the situation that you're in and you care. You care <laughs> so much. You care for the people that are close to you. You care for people that you don't even know. You, I feel like you just care for humanity and really dedicate your time, your energy, your life to something way greater. And you talk about infinite potential <laughs> and I see that you are embodying that oh. and yeah. And that is, that is you to me. And... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sister Bear, thank you so much. That is beyond humbling to receive. It's very, I can't digest that. <laughs> to be honest, that is, some of that is landing and some of that is I'm still eating the humble pie, but I, I do try my best is what I can say. So thank you for that epic reflection. Mm. Yeah, you're so welcome. And it's just a pleasure when I thought about it. It was like, oh, wow, I get to just love on you right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I haven't shared yet is mm. you are such a master genius in creating an experience or if there already is an experience adding something very special to it mm. that make people, you know, in your words, obviously to be inspired, but mm. also if I think back to where we met five years ago in Mind Valley mm. University in Tallinn, everywhere you went or you, you know, like you're with your presence, the conversations you've had or the instruments you played, <sighs> you make people feel. Oh. Yeah. You inspired me and you made me feel something. And so, and I saw that you do that with other people too. And so that is just a gift that you have. Wow. And so I'm just grateful that you, you know, use that in the creation of your podcast to just mm. let that live out loud. Oh, thank you for that reflection. It's, um, what's echoing for me is that sentiment I can't remember exactly who said the quote, but it was along the lines of um, people never really remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I've reflected I on that Angela. one. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is Maya Angela. Thank you. Uh, of course you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and so 
yeah, it's it has been something that I I, I do often think about, um, like energy state and you know, um, just the impact that we're gonna have on each other. Like, yeah, just a little, even just a little ripple moments. Hey, like if I smile at someone, someone smiles back. You know. Like it happened oh. to us actually just the other day. Like Kay and I were walking such and Gaia, our little dog and my son, um, down by the river here at the back of our house. And someone, we were just walking and it was a beautiful day. And someone just walking past us smiled and we smiled back as we always do. I said, good morning. They're like, beautiful day, isn't it? And we were like, yeah, you know, cause it's Melbourne, it's winter, it's miserable. And then Kay and I looked at each other and she's like, yeah, you're inspired, aren't you? And I'm like, we're going to say that to every person we meet from now on. <laughs> Beautiful day, isn't it? And so, but the, that lady doesn't know that the one thing she just said, like the ripples that it has, you know, and it's, yeah. So those moments, I don't know, there's a special kookiness about me that the ripples to me matter. <laughs> yeah, and you're good at that. And and when you when you just shared that with a smile, a smile can be so simple and so impactful. Like mm. you never know what the other person goes through. Yeah. And yeah. just smiling at them, looking in their eyes and smiling. And even, you know, you don't even have to say it's a beautiful day, but even, you know, that on top is just... That can change a whole person's day. Outlook and outcome. Absolutely. I still feel that now when I have days where I'm not feeling my most smiley version and someone smiles at me and it's like, oh yeah, I'm not wearing my smile. Like, and it's like, where did that go? And it's like, oh, you've been in your head. Oh, I'm stuck in my, oh, I'm lost in my head again. There it is. Oh, okay. Okay. And you know, sometimes it's like, it's not even about smiling. It's just about turn that frown, just like. Like, just don't be so frowning, you know? And it's like, I just... Can we go to I, neutral? Yeah. yeah. Can, you just, can you just flatline it a little bit, bro? And it's like, and then I laugh at myself for playing these little games with myself and then I end up smiling, touch wood, anyway. So, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned stuck in your head. Uh, that um, is a great segue mm. to a question that I have for you. Oh. We talked yesterday in our short little um, Instagram live about, yeah. as, an, as an example, you mentioned you have been in a situation where you were stuck in a job and that did not resonate with you. And I know mm. probably a lot of your listeners, you know, experience some sort of stuckness, either it's a job, either it's a relationship, some sort of life situation. Yeah. And, and how I would describe the situation is that there is more pain than gain for you. Right. Yeah. And how can you describe the moment when you realize that there is something else, there must be something else. Do you well, remember that? Yeah, I, I, I very clearly do. Um, there's, and interestingly, like just to sort of pay homage, thank you so much for the, the question, by the way, it's, um, it sounds like it's just a moment and it is just a moment and I can share with you the moment and the risk we run is when I share that moment that everybody tunes in and goes, oh, where's that moment? But if I'm mm -hmm. honest, it was also like over the course of, there was a lot of synchronicities, a lot of way markers, a lot of signs along the way, a lot of pressure building up over time, a lot of me not listening to my internal guidance system, a lot of stress building up. But then there are clear, there are, well, there are two really clear moments. Um, mm -hmm. But the, the one that I usually Lion was the first one which happened was I was at work one day and this had been after being at work for like seven years and 
that particular year, Kay, my wife, had also, um, it was actually the first Mind Valley University was when she went traveling to, she, one of the things she did in that sabbatical that she took was go to Mind Valley University. Um, and she was on a sabbatical because she was having a bit of an existential crisis around like whether there was more to life than being a dentist. You know, it's like, I'm a dentist and it's great, but there might be more to my life. And as you are when you're in a relationship, you know, um, monkey see, monkey do <laughs> a little bit um, or just the energetics of it, touch wood. But I also ended up in this like there's got to be more to just ripping out resources from, you know, outback Australia and just piling them into the cities and, you know, creating these concrete jungles. Um, and so there was this real rub and it was a lot of pain. Um from the misalignment and we can talk more about that. But the moment you're asking is I was sitting um, at work and I was eating an acai bowl and like construction boots, hard hat, high-vis vest, just like everybody else on the job site. But I still, now I look back at this moment and I say this because I just, I laugh every time and I'm not sure if everybody gets the joke, but there's like a guy sitting next to me, he's eating like a sandwich, there's another guy next to him eating like a pie, there's another guy eating like hot chips and a hot dog and, you know, and some people are eating like protein bars and, but there's a guy here like myself eating an acai bowl and it's like, which one is not like the others? You know, those books that you used to do as a kid and it's like, you could have just like acai bowl, like who's eating an acai bowl on a construction site, bro? <laughs> it's like, you are, what? Anyway, so which one is not like the others? Maybe... Yeah, it was obvious to others, but not myself, which is a whole actually another topic of conversation. But I remember sitting there eating the society bowl and I had this moment of just like like divine intervention or something. Like I still can't explain what that spark was. But I have moments like this randomly quite a bit when it comes to content. As a con like, I don't know, it just things download and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I just went to Google the word courage. Wow. And I pulled out my phone, Googled the word courage, and I was like, oh, courage. And I'm reading it. And as I'm reading the definition of courage, I'm having an epiphany. Now, in my community here in Melbourne, we call it a mandala moment. It's like when you're spiraling in on yourself and you're having that realization. It's like mm, Mandelbrot, like yes, the universe yeah. feels like a mandala. So it's like a mandala yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but it was a full epiphany because I was like, whoa, like I'm reading the definition of courage. And up until that point in my life, I had always thought that, Courage and fearlessness were the exact same thing. I was like, if I've got courage, I'm fearless, right? But as I'm reading the definition to courage, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, courage is not fearlessness. Courage is having fear and taking action in the face of, basically towards and through that fear. Fearlessness uh, requires no fear, but courage, fear is actually a prerequisite for you to have fear. Subsequently, like I've meditated on this and contemplated this to the nth degree. Um, <laughs> and do. even like one of my favorite things, yeah, one of my favorite things that Jocko Willink says, who's like, who's been, who's got his own podcast. He says, courage is actually the only thing you cannot fake because when you're faking courage, you're doing it. Right, like you're actually doing it because fear, you've got fear and you're trying to be courageous. That's you being courageous. You're trying to be and so you're actually doing it. Right? Yeah. It's it's so like and so I had that moment where I was like, Oh, courage is like totally having fear and doing it anyway. 
And they like because it was an epiphany, they come in like these rushes. I was like, whoa. And the visceral realization that what was my biggest fear was the very next like realization that was just like the tail to that comment of like what courage and fear was about. And the tail was like, what's my biggest fear? And my biggest fear was what does life look like outside of this very mainstream prescribed lane of living? Um, there's that poem about the uh, the path less traveled. And it was mm. literally that. It was like you've got the well-traveled path. And my biggest fear was like, well, what's going on out here? If I move out of this lane of like, and, you know, I say it quite generally in terms of, get really good grades at primary school, get into a good high school, get really good grades at high school, get into university, do really well at university, get the best job you can, you know, find a wife, have kids, settle down, buy a house, you know, keep doing that for a while, get promoted. Eventually, when you're retired, then you can live your best life. But then your joints are achy, your muscles are atrophying and all this sort of stuff at 65, 70. Touch wood, hopefully they're not, right? But you're not as limber as you are when you're, you know, in your 30s, in your 20s, in your 40s. And it's like, really? I'm going to be offsetting the best years of my life to spend my time when I potentially, you know, won't be the most mobile. Um, touch wood, hopefully not again. But, you know, that yeah. realisation was this like, okay, so this is my biggest fear and what's going on outside here? Now, that realization was painful. It was great to have that. And I was like, <gasps> so if I'm actually going to be a courageous human being, that's my fear. Like it may be different for everybody else tuning in, right? But for me, that was my, now it's called the inspired evolution, right? But that was my biggest fear. <laughs> what does life look like off the beaten path um, oh, wow. that everybody has mapped out for me? So, and I think... You know, I've coached over 250 people now through the Inspired Evolution, and there's a lot of people that share that fear. <laughs> I can definitely say that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. And meanwhile, you're still on that construction zone. Lunch break. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> totally. So I'm in the lunch break, and I'm like, why well, having this epiphany? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like journaling yeah. on the inside of my skull. Uh, <laughs> and then back to work and like allowing myself to process that through the day. Um, and then, yeah, there was, and then, and that's why, like, that was the moment. But then subsequently, even that, like so much of resistance comes up. One of my very dear friends, one of the people I podcasted early on, John um, McDonough, um, he's still here in Melbourne. He moved here from the States. I met him in Peru and I, I went out to, to, um, to dinner with him. And I was like, Hey John, like, you know, he's in his sixties and he's seen a lot, right? Um, like a lot, his life is very well, very rich. Um, and so we sat down and I was having a chat to John and I was like, John, you know, it's taken me a while to find my feet in engineering and now I'm doing it and I've, by all intents and of everybody's society, I've kind of made it and my wife's overseas, you know, she's finding herself and I'm feeling pretty lost myself and, you know, I kind of want to be the guy that's got it all together. Um, mm -hmm. But what do I do in this instance? You know, like what, like I just, I just need some, some insights from someone like yourself that's seen more of life. And he basically distilled it to you're basically asking me whether your wife would be on board with you making the decision to switch and try something new or whether your wife would be on board with you just, you know, being stoic and just slogging it out, you know? 
um, wow. and which she would prefer. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that is my most touchwood important relationship in life. And that's probably what I hold, you know, we, we see ourselves in others. And that was probably, you know, the eyes that I was looking at myself from with the greatest, I don't want to say a level of scrutiny, but it was the mirror that was clearest that was being held up to mm -hmm. me, um, was that of my partner. And I didn't want to let her down, you know, and I didn't want to let myself down is what that was reflecting back. So in there, the key thing that he said is, look, I, I actually know your partner quite well. And the key thing is that she would, I know her and she would so much more readily respect a man that took a shot on his dreams than someone that just died in quiet suffocation. And as he said that, I was like, oh, fuck, I, I, I kind of know that. <laughs> like, I knew that, you know, I knew that. But sometimes yeah. you just need someone to echo it back. And I have to say, there's been like over a dozen times in my life where there's been a seminal moment in a conversation that has just pivoted everything. And that's mm -hmm. the whole reason why I coach, right? Because I know that those moments happen in conversation when you're just yeah. putting yourself out there vulnerably and things shift. And so... Yeah, in that moment, that chat with John was huge because I was like, oh, like that's really – because before it was a, it was awareness, but it wasn't like I didn't really – like the awareness was like, okay, I, I want to be someone that's courageous, but do I actually follow through on that or do I just not be someone of courage? Because the option was there, right? Um, maybe some would argue it's not, but I, at the time it felt like it was, could have gone either way. And sitting down with John and unpacking it and he was like, no, you are someone that's courageous and you can do it. Um, and, you know, there's so much more to life than you've ever dreamed because obviously he's got the wisdom of all the years under his belt and every time you mm -hmm. feel like one door shuts, so many more open. So give it a shot. Um, oh, my God. Blessing yeah. to John and blessing yeah. to you. <laughs> a person like that who – and this is, this is a question I have too. Do you – like what is the role of these elders, right? Of these these friends that have a lot more experience and wisdom mm. under their belt. Like if I think back, one of my first mentors who just showed me there's more than my mm. marketing, you know, yeah. kind of world. Yeah. And and just the book recommendations he gave me, just the conversations we've had, the way I felt when I had the kind like I was nervous, you know, like and, and because I knew he's going to share something with me that's going to change things up. Yeah. yeah. Unconsciously. Um, and so just, it feels like that, you know, there's so much wisdom and so much, um, yeah, there's one in, of the things, yeah. One of the things I, there's many, there's many things I want to unpack in that. The, the key thing in there is, one of the people that I interviewed, Stephen Jenkinson, on the podcast, um, and I can't wait to have him back on because I've changed so much since I've had him on last time and I'm really itching to have a chat to him again. Um, however, one of the things he said is just because you get older doesn't make you an elder. Oh. And I was like, what? Like, mm. like for someone that's, you know, wisdom hungry, that was just like, yeah. whoa, like tell me more. And he yeah. goes, if and you can distill it by the simple answer to this question, these two questions, what did you know? Question one. Okay, that's what you knew. 
Question two, what did you do about it? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, touch wood, I knew what my fear was. And then what did I do about it? Right. That is a very important question. Yeah. To ask your elders. So the elder ship conversation is a huge one and simultaneously if you're holding space for that conversation it's painful in its relief to look at what i really don't want to say it but i have to right so how much the capitalistic model of society erodes Mm. community family structures networks like it's yeah like the idea of aged care homes where you send your old to just put them in a box and then they're slowly going to go away from that box. Like, dude, they're, your, they're potentially your elders. They're the wisdom keepers. You've outsourced your questions to Google, right? You ask Google now and, you know, there are a whole bunch of herbs rather than all the pills that you could be taking that could be helping and they do help, you know. And I was lucky. My parents were migrants um, to Australia, so... I saw my mum and dad growing up, like they were always on the phone. They didn't have Google. They were always on the phone to their mum and dad asking questions, trying to get ahead in life, trying to figure it out. And it was their parents that they were leaning in on, right? Um, And their brothers and their sisters. And that was the tight-knit community. And now India's changing. But when I grew up, like India was this, like you lived in your grandparents' home. Three Three generations lived in the same house. Right, not like in Australia how we've got two generations like the West, right? The nuclear family pod. And as much as I know this, there are times when I'm like, okay, I need to move a cabinet in my home. And it's like, who do you call? And it's like, shit, like I've got a community of friends. And yet there's so many people in my network. Like there are so many people, Steffi. And it's still mm-hmm. like I'm holding space for how busy they are and I know that they know how busy I am and I'm like, they can't do weekends, this guy can't. And I'm like, I don't even want to burden them. I just need to move the cabinet, but I think I should call some removalists and pay them 100 bucks. Yeah. And it's like what happened to the tribe? What happened to the eldership conversation? It takes a village to raise a family. My kid's going to grow up polarizes either me or his mum because that's all he sees. What about everyone else? That all the other colors of the palette that he could have chosen from. Now he's limited to, you know, like what? He could have been boing to boing. He could have been doing anything, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's that whole, there's a massive conversation um, so in there for, yeah, the mentors that we have and the way that the roles that they play for us. Um, because I feel like, also within the capitalistic model, one of the other things that it's eroded because it's eroded the tribe and the network and maybe it's part of the design um, is archetypes. Like when I look into the archetype of what a male warrior kind of looks like. Oh, yeah. I'm like, eh, is it is it the business suit tie guy? Is it the IT carving out code guy? Is it who? Like I, I can't see it. Yeah, is it the, you know, Muay Thai boxing in a cage guy? Like, who is the warrior? Who is the sage? Like, I I can't really see my archetypes ahead of me. Um, yeah. And our generation's very different. Like, and, you know, this is not, like, I changed my son's diapers. I'm not amazing because I do that. But I look back at just one generation ago, that wasn't a thing. Like, dads didn't do that. 
you know, and it's yeah. not to say that they were wrong at all, but this is, and so it's like, okay, whose footsteps am I following in? And it's like your own. Yes. Yeah. It's like, well, bro, like where's the archetype? And it's like, there are no archetypes. And so like, what happened to the archetypes? And it was like, like uh, this model is, you know, it's making like the individuation, you know, LGBTQ, like it's all like everyone's getting their own letter and it's like, we're all individuated. But for me, spirituality is all of us together, right? And that's why connection is my highest value. And I believe it's such an important medicine for our time. Totally. Wow. Thank you for sharing all of this and bringing, you know, opening the lens to the the difficulties. I could say struggle, but also I see opportunities in mm. the world that we live in right now. And I know you do too. And mm. we can't you know, we can't neglect that it's hard mm-hmm. and it's and there, there are limitations the way we live or the way society, the way capitalism is creating us as a society now. And I feel like what you're doing, you know, with the coaching and the way you connect, the way you have your tribe, the way you live, the way you have the courage and you find the courage over mm. and over again you know this mm. is never just a one-time thing yeah. is <laughs> yeah. is i feel like we have to change the system i mean there are several ways to change the system mm. and one way to change a system is being part of the system from the inside out mm-hmm. and we are a part of a system and with the work that you do and with the smile that you, you know, share with all the little and really big things, we are able to change that system. And with the awareness of, Oh, who am I going to call? And I, mm. I, the one thing that strikes me is like, I don't want to be a burden. Like, yeah. I hate to have that feeling, you know, I'm, yeah. I do too sometimes. And then when I share this with other people, it's like, Oh, we love to help. Let's find yeah. a solution. Totally. You know? always yeah. like even if they're not the one who can help you with uh, moving around but they're happy to find a solution with you like mm. i feel like we love helping we love being there for each other we love you know there's probably also we love being wanted and we love being the mm-hmm. one who's reached out to mm-hmm. and then there's then you know then there's life of course but just having the courage of asking for help even and yeah. you know, allowing and that in that way, when you come to fatherhood, which I think I'm just so grateful for, you know, you changing the way you said there are not many role models or archetypes mm. what you used is that you look up to. This is the way a father or a man in this world that I want to be. You have to create mm. it your own. That takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of reflection. <laughs> takes a lot of what am I doing? You know, and just always coming back to mm. okay this feels right right now could i do this sure yeah. let's try it out and in the spirit of being the greatest father and most loving and and partner and human in the world like i think that's that's super courageous i just feel a lot of courageousness in there <laughs> It's <laughs> it's interesting because as you're reflecting that, it's thank you so much for reflecting that. And part of me has to acknowledge it's a huge mess as well, yeah? Like it's a huge mess because you're going to fail and you're going to fail hard and you're going to fall on your face. And I do royally, you know, like I do it 
like the you was a big and the was a huge as well, you know. And uh, and I and I've just had to accept that about myself, you know. Um, yeah. Amrit is touchwood intense. Uh, I mean, that's just how we go. Um, yeah. And celebrate that. I want to. I want to stop you right there. There's so much good in there because you know you mentioned earlier. I need to. Um, what did you say? You didn't say you. I need to fit in. Um, what did you say? Um, you want to be, you know, you can go off path Yeah. and, and now acknowledging I'm intense. Oh no, you, you said that what, what I wanted to say is, um, you have to have it all together. You want to be the man mm. who has it all together. Mm. Yeah. And acknowledging it's a mess, you know, it's totally it is all mess. because it's, it's totally a mess. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and finding... when you walk out, when you walk out, sorry, but when you walk out into like society and you see all these billboards of everyone airbrushed, perfect. Like I'm conscious what even just this podcast looks like. Like look at the neat bookshelf behind me, and everything's like organized. And yes, like I thrive in an organized space, but internally, that's because I know what it does to my internal space. When like I'm like blah, 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 and then the internal blah, 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 is too much, blah, blah, right? So it yeah. just gets too. And so like tr like me controlling my environment to the best of my ability, me journaling, keeping like my tasks, my calendar, everything, like trying to stay organized helps me find myself through it all. But the reality is even the expectation of being perfect is a huge one that we all have set like pumped into us again from, again, that same machine, the capitalistic machine. And I run the risk of sounding like a complete hippie here and going, capitalism, like down with it. It is the best model we've got. But it's still crap, yeah? Like, it's still crap. It doesn't mean that just because it's the best you've got, it's great. It doesn't no, mean, it's yeah. the best it doesn't you've got, but there's so much space for an inspired evolution. <laughs> That's how I feel. There is. There is. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you there, yeah. And that is, I love that you said that. How did you then transform into the podcast host, Amrit? Yeah, wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so it was really interesting because as Kay went away, I was sitting on a couch at my home watching a Tony Robbins video. And uh -huh. obviously, you know, you and I can relate. And for those tuning in, look, I watch Tony Robbins videos. <laughs> this is what I do in my downtime. <laughs> Steffi and I are these kind of people. <laughs> and I had a moment. I was like, oh, aha, dude, I just cracked up. And I went to like, and I was, I'm always sitting at the study desk and Kay's always like on the couch, you know, doing her thing, like with the laptop out and like, you know, and so I was like, and I went to turn to Kay and she wasn't there because she was on a sabbatical finding herself. And I had this moment of like, Oh, I can't share my insight. Now, there are so many things. I'm going to try and relay as many as I can that tumbled in just again to that realization that sort of popped in in the next moment. But I'll, I'll probably count eight things and there's there was probably 15 or more, if I'm honest. When I first moved to Melbourne, I wanted to do cocktail nights every Friday. I was traveling with Kay. I saw a bar called Mandala. 
And I was like, that's a terrible name for a bar. Mandala is something sacred. A bar should not be called Mandala. I wanted to go to lifestyle festivals and watch TED Talks with people. And I was like, we're going to watch TED Talks. We're going to do discourses after them. Like watch a 20-minute TED Talk and talk like after like 90 minutes after it and just like, you know, just a sangha where we talk to a TED Talk, right? Then I went to like these sacred retreats and afterwards people would just share and we just learn from each other. I recently just learned how to make chai. I'd just given up alcohol and I didn't want to drink alcohol anymore and I wanted to socialize with people and I was like, even if one person I could socialize with without alcohol would be a gift and a blessing. Um, I There was that, like, there's so many things, man, that were just percolating into this one moment where right after I had that realization where Kay wasn't there and I watched this Tony Robbins video and this aha and I was like, holy shit, other people feel like this. And I just knew it in my bones. It wasn't like a, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Other people feel like this, create something. No, it wasn't that at all. It was just like, oh, crap, like I just had a moment. And then all these other things just flooded in, these 15 other things flooded in right after. And I was like, I give myself 15 minutes to create a Facebook group for people to come over to my house every Friday. And I was like, well, bro, that's a bit too intense. Every second Friday, one Friday a month. And I was like, no, nah, every second Friday, come on. And I was like, all right, every second Friday, what are we going to call it? And I was like, that word mandala, man. Okay. Mandala, mandala moments, alliteration. Let's go with mandala moments. And so that birth mandala moments. And I was like, what are we going to do? We're going to drink chai. Cause I've just learned how to make chai and it's no alcohol. And we're going to chat. Cause that's what I really want to do. And I love chats and it's going to be community. Um, so that's again, alliteration, three C's. I just went with it. I just loved alliteration. So it was chai chats and community. And I was like, boom, every second Friday, bang. And I was also one of the other things that was tumbling in that I didn't count off was I'm the average of the five people I spend my time with. And it was like, cool. So, uh, I spend literally like 70 hours at work. Yeah. So I spend very little time with other people. Yeah. And so it's like, but the little time that I do spend, I'm spending like, like where's my wife I'm walking the dog and I do let me spend it with some really cool people so I intentionally didn't invite my immediate friends I'll be honest I'll be transparent I invited people that I was inspired by my yoga teacher an author that I knew um, a couple of business owners that I knew people that I'd met at seminars that were like speakers and I was like you dude would you like to come over and shoot the shit over a cup of chai and just hang out and I just invited 25 people into this Facebook group and I was like boom let's go and I opened up my house on the first day and I was just like made a couple of posts like this is what I'm doing. And the first day two people came came along. One of my very dear brothers who is an amazing entrepreneur in his own right and this other sister who's an author. Um, wow. Lath and Sophie, they both came. They sat down in my living room. We watched ironically or not ironically how the universe works, a Mind Valley mm-hmm. video from Vision discussing the four levels of consciousness and now uh-huh. when you look at like all the work I'm doing for Mind Valley in the world, it's like maybe that seed, I don't know, woo-woo, mm-hmm. I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but, you know, and they were there and we literally just drank cups of chai and they had a great time. And I realized that I could socialize without alcohol and I was having a great time. And wow. it was exactly what I wanted to do. Like it was, there was nothing better. Like it was, we were talking about like, you know, the levels of consciousness and where that fit into our entrepreneurial desires and, you know, our, like as an author and a creative, like what role consciousness plays in that. And I was like, that was one of the best conversations in my life. The next, the next fortnight I did it again. And one person came, it was my yoga teacher. And then I was like, okay, cool. And, and like some people would say you invited 25 people, only one person came, you failed. And I was like, actually, no, the awareness was 
that I can have one beer at a bar with one person. Why can't I just have one chai with one person? Even if one person rocks up. The daunting bit is opening your home and just nobody comes and you're sort of sitting there with a bowl of popcorn and a cup of chai and no one's there, which totally could have happened, I will say. Totally could have happened. But thankfully from the universe, it never did. Touch wood, right? Um, And maybe that's that courage piece you were talking about, but the universe rewards courage. Take it from my story. And so that just kept going. And then like six months, eight months in, like every fortnight people are coming to the point where now like I open the doors and there's like 20 to 30 people in my house, right? And we're having these like chats and we're talking about Jungian philosophy. It was the coolest space, Steffi, like you you love it. Like it's, we're sitting there and we're going around, we, we watch a video on Jungian archetypes as an example. We're talking about archetypes today. This is just one that's present to my mind now. And we'd go around the circle with no judgment and each person would call out the archetypes. So it'd be my turn. People would call out the archetypes they see in me. I'd go to the next uh-huh. person. They'd call out the archetypes they see in that person. And you'd go, like, you received non judgment. It was so empowering. And it was like, shit. Oh my God. Like, people... Dude, right? So, and these were like, this was just like casually, like, we were just hanging out. It was like, this was. Oh, this is a great. Oh, I wonder if we could pull out each other's I could, you know, and these were the type of things like people would bring poems, people would bring like songs, we'd share, we'd meditate together. That was one of the prerequisites. We just meditated at the beginning of every circle. Like we just sort of sit down, chill, 10 minutes, drop in, connect, and then we'd go, right? So that was one of the only, only formatted bits was like a 10 minute drop in. And I know it's a bit of a long response, but the conversations we were having in that space, as you can imagine, touch wood, were incredible, right? Because of just not because I was amazing, because the people that were there were amazing. And I was just humbled. Like people said, you've just designed your own school. Like you're learning from people that you love. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this is like my best idea of a Friday night. Cause I'm a gross junkie, just like you, right? Cats out of the bag. It's fine evolution. And so I'm sitting there and then people are like, dude, I would love to share this exact conversation we had with my uncle or with my aunt or with my sister or with my son and my daughter or my mom or my dad what are you thinking about putting a mic, like putting this thing? Can you put one of these in the middle of the room and record them and we can take them away as a podcast? Because podcasting was just birthing, like was, I wouldn't say just birthing, but it was hitting critical point, like critical mass at that point, kind of going like in its growth phase. So I was like, oh, everybody's like, do it, like podcasting is cool medium. And I. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. well basically said no and the reason i said no i'll give you very clear like it's it's really easy to answer um 
Because the minute you add the mic into an environment, there's a leak in that environment, right? Like it doesn't, like no one knows where that recorded mic, that energy is going to end up. So people's vulnerability locks down. Whereas when there's no mic in the environment, it's a safe space. It's a, it's a safe container. People can crack open to share. Like now I know that intimately from coaching, the importance of a frame and holding space for people and all of that. Um, and honestly, that was one of the biggest reasons, like I connected with you at Mind Valley University, like this space you held for me at times was just, I'd never been held like that robustly. You know, I know, I know we were blessed. Such would. <laughs> and it, it's, it's everything when someone does that for you, it's like, whoa, like I just moved through. And so the mic was just not appropriate for that space and I just knew that in my bones but there was this consistent push it's like these are amazing you need to do a podcast do a podcast to the point where people are researching podcast courses sending them to me they're like dude this is the equipment you need I'll get you the equipment blah, blah, blah. and I'm like bro I'm not and I listened to podcasts right and they were like and the, the up-and-comers in the podcasting space that weren't Tim Ferriss Tim Ferriss I love Tim Ferriss but the yeah. up-and-coming up podcasters were like I'm an expert. Listen to me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not an expert. I'm just learning all the time. Just keep teaching me. <laughs> you know, what am I the expert of? I don't want to put myself as an expert in the market on anything. So this podcasting thing's not for me. But then there was a mentor who appeared who online basically was like, hey, London Real was a podcast that I was following at the time. And Brian Rose was like, I'm setting up a course on teaching people how to broadcast themselves. And I'm looking for a, like a handful of people to go through their first thing. And, you know, you've been on our mailing list for a while and we reckon this could be a great opportunity for people that have been following us for this long to do it. So here was an opportunity and here was my community. And even mm -hmm. then I was like, no, nah. no way. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I, I, every week this was going on for months yeah months i was ready i was already ready to quit my job i was ready to move to malaysia and work for mind valley i had pitched my video cover letter in my head i was like i was already like off but there was no way i was going to do a podcast like nah wow. and then steffi i woke up one night it was 3 a.m i think it was 4 a.m that i processed my payment but it was 3 a.m i woke up and something about maybe the lucid state Maybe I was, you know, Delta brainwaving, so my alpha couldn't get in the way. We can talk about all of that. But I woke up and I just literally pulled open my laptop, went to the checkout page, and I was like, I'm going to do this. What's the worst thing that will happen? I'll learn how to set up a podcast. I will have picked up a skill. And it was a lot of money back then to do a podcast course because no one was offering them, right? And London Real had a massive – it was like 10 grand. I was like, Aussie, like after you converted everything, I was like, well, the most I'd spent on a course at that point. And it was like, for what? For podcasting? This thing you don't want to do. Anyway, so I like signed up and I went back to bed and pretended like it didn't happen. <laughs> and then I just woke up in the morning and I was like, did you really do that? Or was that part of your dream? And I was like, no, I think I really – Shit, in two weeks I'm starting a podcast course. It's in the UK. Do you know what time zone? I was like, oh, my God. Oh, what have I done? Oh, no. Oh, wow. Oh. And, I did, and I did the course. And week by week, it was an incredible course because it gave an incredible amount of accountability to everybody um, to get through. And by the end of the eight weeks, transformation and courses and programs, which now I offer, I offer them because I know they work. It totally transformed my life. I would not be who I am if it wasn't for this podcast today. And that's where it was born. 
Oh my god, what? I mean, I expected a story, but I didn't expect all of that. Because, like you said, there is so much resistance. Mm. And I love that, you know, everyone who's listening hears that, that transformation is such a glorious word. And, yeah. you know, I ask for a and moment. Glorified and glorified word. <laughs> yeah. And there's some memes, right? What we think transformation looks like happy plays, unicorn, glitter, and what it actually <laughs> is just in tears and miserable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love everything you've shared so far really demonstrates that like there is no not just one moment mm. there is attention and the ability to listen mm. and because i believe that there are signs all the time guiding us and and we're creating them and and we're listening or we're not listening you know and so you listening to mentors you listening even though you're resisting but you're listening to your friends yeah, right? and you and you listen to that moment you had when you watched um, Tony Robbins and Kay wasn't there, and you just did it right, like to back to what what did, where were you, and then what actions did you take? Mm -hmm. What did you demonstrate? And you just put that into action and not let an ego be in the way. What if nobody shows up? Maybe that's my projection, but then <laughs> yeah. no people showing up and and just rethinking what does failure and success is failure is not if there's not everyone is showing up that's not failure success mm. is that i'm not going to a bar have a non like maybe not you know sense-free conversation but not as meaningful as i want to be now and that's what i like it makes so much sense you know in yeah. my introduction you have so Ooh. much intentionality and presence of course, like you are <laughs> in Taichi night with like incredible people that mm. you want to be inspired by, you want to inspire them. Like, there's no better Friday than I can think of Friday night. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that too. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, the other people around the country started their own mandala moments off the back of mandala moments for life. Yeah. yeah. And just, I just love that we got to witness that there's, I mean, there are mystical moments, no question. And there are also, there's just a time span when you listen to the signs and you're resisting, you're resisting, you're resisting until you can't anymore, until you're almost, you know, like you, you said, there's, there's yeah. this course. And then, you know, the newsletter, you could have easily missed that newsletter, yeah, but yeah, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, there's a point here that I was, it was interesting because I wanted to make this earlier, but I, the, I love to talk, so I was like conscious not to talk too much, <laughs> even though I'm being interviewed. I don't know. It's weird. Sorry, guys. Um, and still talking about Shut up, Amrit. Just give the, give, say what you're going to say. <laughs> um, so you know how we spoke before about there was like two moments where I had that real realization that I was going to shift, and like the first one was the courage and the courage downloading. Uh -huh. The second one of that moment and this just fits into what you're saying now is because it's it is about listening and I don't want to like tell myself oh like I'm a mystical listener but there is like synchronicities are happening to all of us all the time if we tune awesome. in right touch wood yeah I'm not special it's it's happening to all of us all the time call it your reticular activation system if you want to get neurosciencey about it um I was in I was meant to go 
to Jamaica, Mind Valley, A Fest. And I had my uh-huh. ticket. Mind Valley gave me a ticket. They were like, Yeah, you know, you've been doing all this work. Here's a ticket. And I was like, Dope, going to Mind Valley, Jamaica for free. Jamaica, like, dude, if you know me and my relationship with reggae, this was an obscene idea. Like, this is like, bum, buck, clack, Here we go. Like, dude, I was like, bum, 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 bum. we are going to, like, I was ready for Mind Valley, A Fest, Jamaica. Like, I live for reggae. Yeah. It's everything okay. to me. Um, yeah. To the point, I've got a little Japanese spitz and I call her Judah for the Lion of Judah, <laughs> but her name's Gaia. Anyway, I could go on with all these examples forever. I'll shut up. But I was meant to be there and for some reason I realised, and I still can't tell you what it was, all my friends were going at Mind Valley A-Fest and I was like, I'm going to Costa Rica with my hand pan and a life book course, which is a Mind Valley course. Mm-hmm. And I like... I, I don't, I still can't tell you exactly why I went on my own. Why Costa Rica? I have no idea. Um, I got there and if it was for any reason, it would be that I was meant to name my handpan Pura Vida. <laughs> Pure living. But it was honestly two of the most incredible weeks of my life. I would just wake up again. I have a relationship with acai bowls, eat acai bowls, muesli, granola, head out, surf, come back, make music, go catch the waves like at sundown, come back, eat good. And in the middle of the day, I was just doing one chapter of life book a day. I was there for two weeks. I thought I'd do, there's 12 chapters to life book. And for those that don't know, life book is about setting out the vision of your life. Yeah. And so I've gone through and they start off easy, right? It's like your health and then it's like your intelligence and it's your emotions and it's the character you want to embody. And then as slowly you get towards the end, it's like, you know, what do you want for financially in your life? Like dream big. What do you really want in your vision? And then it's like career. The day I did career, and also as you're doing it, you can start to number things and you start to look at your life and you can sort of see them as these vials of like energy that are like full and some are low and some are high, some are 10 out of 10, some are 3 out of 10. And one of the things I could see, like finances was high, but like fulfillment and like character were low and, you know, health was low because I was spending all this time at work because of this career thing. And I realized if I pulled the pin on this career thing, all these other ones would come down, come up, but finances would come down. Right. So I was a trade off for like one vial, which was finances for like allowing almost six other vials to just fill up. And I was like, yeah. when you look at your life across 12 dimensions instead of just one, which most people just look at career and finance and well being is like thrown out the window, it's like, well, you get way more perspective. Now, mm-hmm. case in point, I finished doing the career one and I looked at my big vision for career and I was like, okay. You know, and being in the job that I was in wasn't the part of the vision. You can obviously tell that much from this episode. Um, it looked a lot like what is around today, you know. Um, I wasn't able to articulate it to a T, but I did my best. Touch wood. And I had walked out of that. I walked out of my little, you know, I was in I was in an, a Costa Rica, like beautiful, like beautiful little hotel there, uh, surf hotel. And I walked out. And I walked into like the little common area and I just sat down and I was like, because I just like, I just did life book and this weight of this career thing and this realization of unpilling that for allowing my health when health is such a massive thing for me and like all these other vials to fill up. And I'm just digesting this. This guy comes and sits right opposite me, right? And he goes, he's from America. He's like, you were right. Like you look like you've seen a ghost. And I'm like, oh man, I'm... I'm like, I'm, I'm just I'm a bit spiraling out of control. If I'm honest with you, like I, I think I'm about to quit my job. 
Awesome. Do you know what this guy says to me? He goes, fantastic. I just quit oh, mine. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. I just love this so much. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? Tell me your story. Because obviously I was like, I was like, I was anything to get my mind off what the fuck I'm thinking about, bro. Tell me your story. And he's like, guess what? I'm, and so obviously he's a structural engineer because I'm a structural engineer. Oh. And he's quit his job in America and he is now on his way to China to teach English because he saw a random opportunity come to him in his email inbox, which he was like, this was, this would never be something I would do. So I just decided I'm going to do it and fuck it. Wow. And I'm sitting opposite him and I'm like, holy shit. If there's ever a sign, like if you ever needed a sign, Amrit, like, does this guy even exist or is he an apparition? Like, you know, like, is this, and you have those moments, those synchronicities and like the choice is still there with you. It's like, oh, that was just some kook that I met and man, he quit his job, quitting jobs for suckers. And it's like, no, what are you contemplating? What are you thinking? What is the universe, the world around you, touch wood, bringing to you? And there is that opportunity to listen, if you will, touch wood. Again, I'm not special. It's the synchronicities are always there around us if we're choosing to dial into them. So much. Oh my God. I can't sit still with your stories. I'm and because like, oh the piece my. around that was also the eldership piece. You said like the elders, like there are people that mentor us, but the universe is also mentoring you. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. freaking time. Sorry. Just it loves us and wants to give us what we know we deserve. And Touch I think wood. you said it. And I do think you're special and I do think you're amazing. You said, <laughs> you're amazing but you are Sorry, amazing. You're the host. You're the host of the podcast. You, and what you, you are special. <laughs> so is everyone else, too. Absolutely. But what, Absolutely. Makes you, what makes us special is exactly what you said. Like you putting, you know, choosing something that's so amazing, that is so aligned. You love reggae. I mean, just feeling the energy. <laughs> like, Otherwise you want to go to Jamaica, but there is moments when something greater is calling and be like, I have no idea why. Mm. And that's the moment where you can't let your old program of FOMO of, you know, anything that would guide you to Jamaica mm. be in the way of there is something greater here for me. And I just need to trust this. Yeah. And there's that, I, I think, I feel like those are the moments too that are like, Yeah. Okay, mm. you took the life book and with intentionality, and I think that's where change allows for synchronicities like that, is you sit down and you think about, you become familiar with your old self mm. and then you become familiar with your future self. You like really intentionally think about, this is not working great, but what would work great, right? And mm. then you, you're just really putting it down and processing that information while you're writing it down with such great prompts that help you to do that. And I'm sure while you're doing it, there were many moments where you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I want to go, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Windows, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, they're, they're not even mine. They're not even dirty, but mm. I need to clean those windows or I need to do that. Your body comes up with all these excuses why mm. not to sit down and look at this right now, but you do. And that's where the, you know, that's where the dedication and the, the, the intuition, the inner knowing, whatever it is in that moment comes in, like, there's something more to this, just stick with it and mm -hmm. do it. And that opens the door to 
to new possibilities and new opportunities that you created. So, I, you know, I, I absolutely believe in the synchronicities, the divine, the universe, and you are the creator of this. Mm. You created that moment in the cafe with the guy that ha that just lived a little bit ahead of you that you mm. needed in that moment that helped you to be like, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. You know, that just shows you it's possible. Such, and it's yeah. not, not alone in this. Like mm. when we go through change, having another person, and it, oftentimes I feel like it is a random person mm. because then we're like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. There's, you know, there's nothing else attached, but just that one little piece that we needed mm. in that moment. Gives you that, that confirmation just to stick it. Yeah. 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 How wonderful. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just created all these pictures. You're a great storyteller too. You created all these, oh, all these pictures in, in, in Costa Rica and, Hi, and I know that moment too when you just sit down and you're so exhausted. You didn't do anything but writing. <laughs> yeah. You're so exhausted. Yeah. Like you've seen a ghost. Like I love, I mean, I don't love those moments in the moments, but I love those moments. <laughs> After the moments, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. 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 Oh. Wow. And my last question is so then, you know, you having the courage to do it. Mm. And what I find is. You know, for, for changes in the world or for the ones who want to be a change, you know, want to live differently, there might be this motivation that keeps us doing something. Mm. And, you know, is the dopamine hit is high, but then when some challenges come in, it's harder. It's not getting the results that you want, whatever it is, dopamine level goes down and you give up. But you haven't mm. given up. You've been so disciplined. Mm. <laughs> Committed. Um, and I love the word discipline. So yeah. I'm saying that we've <laughs> done this before. Yeah. Yeah. I love discipline. My journal yeah. is coming out here. Yeah. Um, no, we unpacked it in, in our podcast with you. And yeah, it was yeah. a really powerful yeah. insight. Yeah. I loved it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what would you want to share that helps you? Like, what would you want to share with your audience that helps you to? you know, stick with something and make it count. Like, you know, keep with inspired evolution, even when like basically um, going through the chasm, like overcoming, yeah. overcoming the valley. And I'm sure the valley is not just, you know, how do I do this, but also self-doubt, self-limiting beliefs, negative self-talk, doubts from other people. Like, such a big shift brings a lot of other shifts and uncomfortable situations with For it. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah as well. A lot of people. Um, but mostly I want to like really ask about your motivation, your, your like, you know, consistency mm. in, in sticking to it and creating something so incredibly powerful. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. I still feel humbly like there's, it's still growing and it's still doing its thing and we're just budding and seeding. To honour your question properly, when I did, because one of the people I got trained by was Eckhart Tolle for six months there and um, to become a presence and purpose coach. And it was amazing because I was 
I always knew Eckhart Tolle was the presence guy. So I was like, you know, be here now. And I was like, but he was like purpose. And I've always been curious about purpose. And I was like, he's talking about purpose, but purpose is off in the future. Shh, Eckhart, you're not allowed to talk about the future. It's about now. Like, so I'm uh, super intrigued. And there's a whole story around how that opportunity availed itself to me as well. But I'm conscious of the time. So one of the things that happened in there, and this is, now I'm distilling a few awarenesses into one, but I have this training that I now deliver on MetaFlow is what I call it. Um, and there's MicroFlow, like for those that have, um, you know, Mikhail, uh, Mihai, I can't say the last name. <laughs> I struggle with it. But Stephen Kotler's work um, breeds off his work and we've had Stephen Kotler on a bunch of time and Flow oh, Research Collective. Yeah, I know like, the – Mihai, yeah. Mitchik Savecki, I really ruined it just then, part of me. But Stephen Kotler ruins it too, so it's actually, I feel okay. Um, And so they talk about flow. And they talk about dopamine and the precursors and all these different things that you can orchestrate to get flow organized into your life. And Eckhart Tolle, actually he does talk about it outside of the training that he delivered to me in, if for those that want to read, A New Earth, um, Towards the End of a New Earth. So distilling a few realizations into one, I came to this awareness of what I call metaflow. So the easiest example to describe this is to think of a wave. Yeah, there's this massive wave that is the ocean, that is the current of life. It's life. You may want to call it destiny, you may want to call it fate, they want to call it the universe. It's life, just life doing life. It's a wave and it's going like this. Yeah. So it's coming in. Look, think about those Japanese tsunami painting things. And it's just this big wave. And in that, we are all a part of life. We're the universe looking in on itself. Right. That's where every single coaching piece starts with me. It's like, if you can get on board with that tenant, then let's go. If you don't really reconcile the fact that we are the universe and we're looking in on ourselves, and that is a total trip, what the actual. You know, there's a lot left to be reconciled. We're going to be covering too much ground too slowly. So maybe we let's find you another coach. So in that space, we're in this wave and we're this little water molecule because we are part of the universe. We are part of life looking in on itself. And generally what I find in the inspired evolution, in the capitalistic model that we've discussed, everybody wants to be that molecule and just the tip's just a metaphor, right? It could be anywhere in this wave, but at the tip of the wave, which is the big white house with the white big picket fence with the family, with the three, four, two kids, whatever it is for you, red Ferrari in the driveway, whatever. That's what capitalism sold you as the image. Everybody wants to be that water molecule. But the wave is made up of infinite water molecules, And it has no structural integrity without every single water molecule playing its role the way that it is. Now, the question around free will is a massive one, and we can unpack that down the line. But for now, you're already in the wave, playing Mm. your role, but you're busy stressing your grits trying to be at the tip of the wave. But you already have a place in life. Mm. Yeah? Now... One of the key things is I might be on the inside of the tube of the wave that's falling and I might be looking in and it's a gorgeous vantage. And maybe that looks like sitting in the Himalayas and meditating and being an ascetic. Or maybe it looks like being, you know, um, an outdoorsy person that you know, grows a family in Colorado. Or it could be it could be anything, right? Your water molecule could be absolutely anything. 
Yeah, you mm-hmm. might be a surf teacher that's meant to sit out on the waves every morning and, you know, drink amazing, you know, Brazilian coffee and just enjoy your life that way. But you are grinding to be someone you're not. And we're all like so the capitalistic model is consistently trying to sell us something we are not so that we can be further away from who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you tune into, okay, I'm a water molecule. And if I'm not busy racing off how to be that water molecule at the tip, Amrit, what do I do? How do I connect into what is innately me then? Great question. Thank you for asking. Right. The first place, right, to start is what Eckhart calls acceptance. I call it trust, right? First place is just to accept, take a look around, fill yourself up with gratitude and just go, hey, like I have plenty around me that I'm actually grateful for. Can I just accept my current environment, you know? And you are meant to be exactly where you are. Your purpose is to be here now, right? This is the Eckhart Tolle kind of the, the mandala moment for you. You are exactly where you're meant to be. Can you accept? Now, I call it surrender because it feels way more slipperier to the mind. I just, I like that better. And you call it what you want. Um, but for me, it's like surrender. Like if you can surrender, you will find your purpose. When you stop pushing and you just let go and surrender, he calls it acceptance. But if you just surrender and allow yourself to be like, well, boop, here I am on the wave. Uh-huh. I'm meant to be listening to reggae music, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and it's like, here I am. Okay. Interesting. Cool. What am I meant to be doing? I'm meant to have a podcast. I'm meant to be having conscious conversations with people like the one Steffi and I are having here now. Oh, okay. All right. Does that make money? I don't know if it makes money, but that's what you're here to do, bro. Just have conscious conversations with people. They're transformative. They transformed you. It's not accidental that they transformed you. You were meant to see the power of them so you can help others with them too. Don't, trip out and I was like okay cool I can accept that and then there's the other one that he says is joy right <gasps> joy is this other piece where do you find joy like you can't fake your joy and I remember when I was dating chicks like before I met my wife I always used to have this thing with my mates it was like how long can I sit in a car ride with you in silence before it felt awkward and that's how good a mate we were if I could go from start to destination with you without having to say a word and it wasn't awkward man we are tight we are tight because I love to talk. And if I don't have to talk, man, that's something, right? People rely on me talking sometimes. <laughs> and with chicks, the other, it was, it was like, you can't fake your humor, right? So it's like what you laugh at is you. So I would go out and I'm not like, I'm not intentionally a jester. It's not my main archetype, but I'd be there and I like, you know, I like to laugh. So I'd say a few things. Right, right. And if they don't laugh, it's like, oh, oh. I thought that was funny. That wasn't funny. I was silly. Come on, it was silly. Oh, you don't do. Oh, you don't do silly. Oh, we don't do silly. <laughs> this is not going to work. Yeah, yeah. So that you know that realization of like, okay, like you can't fake your joy. What brings you joy, right? And even if I was surrendering, like I said in point one, people were always coming to me to talk about their issues. They were always. I was the advice guy. I was always a coach. I just didn't call it coaching. I was always the 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 advice guy. Yeah. Um, mm. When you talk about joy, I I had fun listening to people, things that people were like going through, and I was like, I was enjoying. It. I was like, tell me more. Like, wow, this is such the human experience is so rich, man. Tell me more. Like, I want to know more. How did you feel? What did that make you think? Like, what do you think of that person thinking about you? Like, what the really? I don't reckon they're thinking that. I reckon they're thinking this. Whoa! Now we've got more colors. And these conversations, which I was having joy in them. 
right? Mandala Moments was my idea of joy. Touch wood. Yeah. Right? Now, it makes no sense to open up your living room to complete strangers that you maybe met yeah. once or twice, invite them in to your home while your wife's overseas and just have, like, these philosophical discussions with this bohemian vibe. Like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> just go back into your box, right? But that's what brought me joy. And the third one is enthusiasm which is my favorite right there are things that you are just enthusiastic about right like these conversations about how to find yourself how to do what's truly you be your truest self like be you you only have one life there's not enough time to go waste being somebody else like just there's already going to be regrets right touch wood like minimize them just do the things you really want to do be who you really wanted to be I'm, I'm enthusiastic about having that conversation, right? So that's me, right? Now, I know people tuning in, oh, well, obviously you've got a lot of clarity, you're a coach, rah, rah, rah. But you have those things. If you are willing to surrender, if you are willing to connect to what brings you joy, if you're willing to find what you're enthusiastic about, this is what Eckhart says, and this is where the wave becomes useful. The wave is the outer purpose of life. Mm. The water molecule has its own inner purpose. Now, the reason I call this metaflow is because when you surrender or you find that joy or you find that enthusiasm or all three sometimes, when the inner purpose aligns with the outer purpose, you have metaflow. It's that flow of life, like things, obstacles move out of your way. Things start to happen. I was not meant to be coached by Eckhart Tolle. I'm not meant to be Mind Valley coach, speaker, like for multiple countries. They're founding coach. I was the youngest founding coach in their program, teaching coaches that are like twice my age how to coach. Like, who am I? I'm, but at the end of the day, I'm absolutely meant to be that person on the same coin, right? Because that's what I was put here, touch wood, to do. Right now yeah. that I touch wood when I say that, because it's, it's super humbling, but therein is the flow. Now there is micro flow, which is like, you can hack yourself to be in a flow, turn off distractions and you can do a task. But then your question was about how do you stay consistent? Well, when you're in that flow, things feel rich. You get, and Stephen Kotler says this in stealing fire in his book on flow. When you feel flow, there are people, and I, he read this at the, he said this at the end of the book and I read it and I was like, people don't actually do this. He's tooting his own horn. He's drinking his own Kool-Aid. He goes, people get so addicted to flow that they start to actually organize their life around flow. And I was like, sure I do, bro. My whole <laughs> life is organized around conscious conversations. Yeah. My whole life, coaching is a conscious conversation, deep dive, one-on-one, mano-a-mano, we go so deep, it's actually ridiculous. Public speaking, conscious conversations with an audience, right? Podcasting, mm -hmm. right here, conscious conversation. My whole yeah. life is structured around this now, and it's where I find flow. Like, this conversation yeah. could have been going for seven minutes, could have been going for seven hours. I can't tell you right now. Time has dilated. S-T-E-R, spaciousness, timelessness, effortlessness, richness, all of them are present. I'm in flow. Yeah. Right? So that yeah. makes it, it doesn't, you talk about discipline and I love it. It doesn't feel like discipline to me. And that's probably the best kind of discipline, right? It doesn't feel like discipline. It's like exactly. I'm, I'm this exact kind of hungry. Yeah. And people, oh, yeah. but it's a podcast. It takes work. And I was like, sure, it takes work. Let me tell you something, though, my perspective. I'm hungry to learn and grow. 
I catch up with people like Steffi every week, learn something from them. The only catch is I have to share that conversation I have with her to the world. And the drawback of that, if there is a drawback, is that it connects me to a whole tribe of other people that think like me and Steffi. Uh, sorry, I missed, I missed the downside. Sorry. It okay. takes time and discipline and commitment and energy. And it's like, well, it's what I want. That's, uh, that, that sounds like something worth committing my energy to. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And that yeah. clarity that you have that, right? Like you said, oh, yeah, you're lucky you're a coach. You know that you have that clarity. Well, it takes the effort to to sit down and become so clear that, you know, to to know what does surrender, what does joy, what, what does enthusiasm look like for me? Yeah. And yeah. like you said, trust, surrender to that and and feel that flow that you're creating because of that. And then the task, the discipline, whatever, doesn't feel hard anymore. It doesn't no. feel forced. It's just, of course I'll do that. Yeah. Metaphor. 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 I love this so much. I love the analogy of the wave. You taught me so much today. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You me so much and you inspired me so much. And I, you know, we <laughs> We were in flow. We lost track of time. <laughs> <laughs> You're an incredible host, Steffi, I have to say. You should do a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> you inspired me. Your talk at my in the yoga nest and um, your guy that you had back then mm. inspired me to do a podcast. And I did a podcast. Yeah. Um, but I stopped doing it. I guess I wasn't in my flow back then. It wasn't in your flow. And that's fine. But you know, you're still killing it. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> this is so great i learned so much and i i feel inspired i feel like closer to you i learned so much about mm. you and i learned how i can apply it to my world and i hope that the listeners feel very very same i don't hope i think i have a feeling they do <laughs> and thank you so much for being open to being interviewed, being on the other side today. I so appreciate that. I love this moment so much. <laughs> thanks to the listeners who tuned in, who were curious and still are here to, mm. to learn you and to learn about you and to learn from you. And I, I'm just in awe and appreciation right now. Oh, Thank you so much. Steffi, man. Seriously. I, yeah, I just... It's you. What can I say? I'm so grateful. I, yeah, when you just popped out, like, at the end of the, it's like, what would you think about being interviewed? And I was like, oh, man, no. Like, nah. And I saw that resistance come up and I was like, oh, but if there was ever anyone that I would, like, allow that resistance to drop around, like, the space you've held for me so many times to, like, sort of crack open and let go. And I was like, there's a piece here. Crack it open, move through it. And... Wow just the safety just you know i'm so grateful the world has coaches like you in it man like people that like you following your young kai doing your thing following your purpose your outer and inner purpose and allowing him to align to be you it's so vibrant it's just such a blessing to receive and it calls people like me out of like even i've got a podcast yeah like we recently hit ten thousand subscribers on youtube and it's like i've still got places where i'm hiding <laughs> you know? and you're like oi 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 you you yeah brother <laughs> come here <laughs> it's so easy for you and i was like 
yeah, she's got my back. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for you being you, man. Like, I'm so grateful. And, you know, the episode we had on the Inspired Evolution, like the conversation you and I had, it's definitely going to be linked in as the next uh, on the end screen here as for people to tune into because the depths we crossed in that chasm was huge. You brought your whole self. And I say that you always do. And, you know, you did hear the questions as well. And it's uh, I feel really honoured by the depth of the questions you asked as well. Thank you so much for this, Sister Bear. So welcome. This is my pleasure. Thank you. Oh, oh man. <laughs> How do we wrap this to... up? Are you going to wrap this up? Am I going to wrap this up? <laughs> How do people know more about you? Of course, we're all listening to your <laughs> already And everyone is already connected to you and your Subscribe. Subscribing. And what are other things that you want people to be aware of that you do invite them to? Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, cool. So for those that know, like obviously you've tuned in this far, like coaching is something that I love doing. If you want to find out more about coaching, Amrit.coach is a great place to find out all things Amrit Coaching. If you're tuning into the Inspired Evolution podcast, hopefully you're listening to this on YouTube, but you might be consuming it on Spotify, wherever, wherever, and that's totally fine as well. But the YouTube is kind of the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast now. Um, I'm putting up meditations every week. I'm putting up like coaching insights that, you know, I'll have a really deep conversation. I'll distill the sort of content. I'll take out the context, but take the content and put that online. Um, so, you know, it's still private, but, you know, re-film that video. So there's coaching insights, these podcasts coming out every week, meditations coming out every week. So there's like, it's a rich space. And my favorite thing about the YouTube is the comment section. People are commenting and they're like, this, how, like, I, I think this and I think that, and I feel this, or this was actually really important to hear. Have you considered this? You might be wrong, Amrit. And I was like, oh, actually, and I'm learning in the comment section to YouTube. And that's me talking back to you. So... Oh. Gentle nudge, I highly invite you all to check out YouTube um, and the Inspired Evolution, Amrit Sandhu. If you want more, um, do subscribe. Ultimately, if neither of those are your jam, but you are like, dude, I want to transform, you know, there's something there for me. InspiredEvolution.com forward slash values is a really simple exercise. It'll take you 20 minutes. It'll give you your values, right? I'm connection, contribution, celebration. It's what I do as a coach. It's what I do as a speaker. It's what I do as a podcast host. I connect, I contribute, I celebrate. It's what I do. And you're meant to be doing what you do. You can find your values in 20 minutes and you'll make all your decisions so much easier. Your entire life, like, is just your career choices, your relationships. I argue less with people. I'm like, oh, that person's operating from integrity. I'm connection. I'm not... I'm not meant to care as much as they do about it. Fair enough. I'm glad you care. Not butting heads, moving on. So consistently, one of the best places to coach yourself, inspiredevolution.com forward slash values. Get clear on who you are. 20 minutes of your time and you could have your core values in your hand. Any one of those, any one of those. If I had to ask for me, come on, guys, come across to YouTube, press subscribe, hang out with me. I'd love to have a chat with you in the comments section. <laughs> Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> My God. And I can't stick in about the values. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Emreed. I'm I'm done wrapping up. I think somebody else <laughs> 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 oh, thank you so much, Sister Bear, and I really appreciate it. Oh man, Inspired Evolution Tribe and audience, thank you guys too. It is so humbling again to just, yeah, you know, be by your side 
walking home with sisters like Steffi by your side, it is such a graceful walk. And yeah, there's a lot in life and unpacking that together with each other in safe spaces like this is just touch wood, an absolute blessing. Thank you guys for tuning all the way into the end. Love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.